0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Civics and Econ 101. I'm your host, Camilla size and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the power of citizens. I feel like people who are born in the U.S. automatically, like, you know, being granted citizenship, don't really see how much power really hold as citizens. For an example, let's talk about North Korea. They're run under a dictatorship, meaning they don't have the same granted rights as citizens that we do as American citizens. Citizens living under a dictatorship are subject to stick to systems of regulation against public speech, organization, and assembly. Basically saying that Kim Jong-un, who is a dictator of North Korea, like, whatever he says goes, there's no room of opportunity to speak up and be like, I don't feel comfortable with this, I don't like this. But living in the United States, we don't live under a dictatorship, meaning we have the power to public speech, organization, and assembly. As citizens, we don't really pay attention to how much power we really hold. Like, the little things matter, like public speech, the freedom of speech, and freedom of religion. Some of us don't even realize how good we have it. Both of my parents were born outside of the country, and they are now U.S. citizens. I was born in Florida, so I'm a natural-born citizen. We don't realize how different America is compared to the third-world countries like Peru and the Dominican Republic, where my parents are from. Peru just recently elected a communist as their new president, actually, so... They were stuck between a predicament and, you know, in the middle between choosing a communist as their new president and a woman who was a thief. And I can't imagine being in that position where I, I myself don't have the freedom to speak up and be like, I don't want either of them. There's got to be another way, but there wasn't. There's a lot of things that I do on day to day basis that can't be done in certain countries. And I always overlook those things as not important. As a U.S. citizen, we hold the power as a community to speak up and make change. We have the power and opportunity to speak up if we don't like something. So for an example, to kind of maybe like sum it up, dumb it down, if you live in a large neighborhood, you're bound to have an HOA, a homeowners association. They control how your grass is cut or how your home looks. So that way, if visitors come in, they're like, this feels like a safe and nice environment. I like the way it looks. Or say there's a potential buyer and they're like, I've This looks really good. I might be a lot more interested in buying a home here. But say the HOA says something uh, for you to do and you just don't feel comfortable with it or you just don't like it. Like you don't want to cut your grass that way or you don't want to take down this flag. You've got the opportunity to speak up and say something. And perhaps there might have been someone in the neighborhood who's always agreeing with what you're saying, but they've always been too afraid to speak up on their own. But once you've brought it up, you're like they're like you know what yeah like now i feel more comfortable to speak up about it so now you're starting to build a sort of bond or like a trust a a moral code with these people so the likelihood of projects or solutions that you want fixed or done will be widely accepted once you create this community with your neighbors this relates also to the nation itself like this is not just talking about a neighborhood and a regular HOA. Like this is an actual thing that can be used in America. America is not perfect and that's for sure. There's always going to be something that someone's not going to agree on and you're going to have like the country like literally like split in half, 50/50 where someone's like I don't like this, we need to change it or there's going to be someone who's encouraging it and being like I like this. This is perfect for me. So there's just like a lot of things going on right now with people that like and don't like th- certain things in America. And we the citizens, like we have the right to speak our minds about something and protest about it or even send letters to someone with the power to fix it. And you most likely won't be alone. That's why I said in the beginning with the whole HOA thing, like you're going to have someone in the neighborhood who's like, you know what, I don't want to cut my grass this way either. Or I don't want to take down my flag either. I want to decorate the house the way I want to decorate it. It's my house. They're going to have that same thing. And essentially, I guess the real world in this example People gather behind you and support you, and that's where that trust and bond comes in with your neighbors. And you're probably wondering, well, how can I, myself, a simple citizen who doesn't have that much power, like, how can I fight for change? By helping others excel brings value to the community and brings more growth opportunities for everyone. It builds personal character. Learning and developing ourselves isn't supposed to have an end. We are continuously growing. We're continuously learning about everything. So, being involved allows us to reflect on ourselves and get better along the way. Community engagement is the process of working collaboratively with other people by special interest and in addressing issues affecting the well being of those people. And what I mean by this is essentially saying that. Is, like, special interest in addressing issues is, like, with the whole, like, HOA thing where you both kind of bond over the thing of, well, I don't want to cut my grass this way in this kind of pattern. Or just special interest, like, with hobbies, something that you're passionate about in, like, you know, the nation where you're like, I am really passionate about having masks be back on mandate. And there's someone who's like, yeah, me too. And then you grow this kind of community and you work together to like address these issues that affect the well being of people. But it doesn't just have to be about like others' problems or like or yourself. Like personally, it can be globally. Like if you see something happening in Europe or in Asia or wherever and you're like, that isn't right. Like you can it can be globally, politically, or even environmentally. Once you get your voice heard, other voices start to speak up and whoever's in control, like they start to listen. And the problem may not be fixed the day of or the next day, but it eventually happens. It just takes teamwork and determination. We hold so much power that we don't, like, we don't realize it. There's a lot of things going on in America that I'm sure everyone has their own opinion of what they want to change. For me, there's a million things that I wish I could change. But I think the first is wanting to start out with defunding the police. Before I go any further, I want to point out that defending the police is not canceling the police or is not me saying that I don't want to dispatch when I'm in need because, say there's a murderer in my home or I'm getting robbed, like the first thought is going to be call 911. You know, I'm not trying to say we don't need the police. It simply just means taking away the necessary f- unnecessary funds away from the police. The NYPD just recently shared that they will be receiving Tesla police cars and getting rid of the regular police cars that they had, but, yet. Yeah, Our sex education doesn't have proper funding to inform kids across America in schools. Or rehabilitation centers don't have enough funding and neither do education systems in general and our teachers are so underpaid which is really crazy to me because they're helping our next generation grow. This also has something to do with where does like our taxpayers' money go? It's clearly going to unnecessary things like buying the police Tesla cars like as if these regular cop cars were... They were working perfectly. New York City spent over $100 billion a year on policing rather than departments that are in need, such as mental health care facilities. Like, when I call 911 and I say I, I have suicidal thoughts, I don't want a police showing up to my door. I'd rather have a health worker, someone who's experienced in these, come to my door, you know? There's a lot of controversy going around with the police and me and others, as a citizen, we have the opportunity to speak up, like, what, which is, like, what some of us are doing, and we have, as a community, made our voices larger, and we've made it louder, but it, this, going back to the whole, like, example of the whole North Korea, like, if that was happening, which it does happen globally, with something that someone wants to speak up on, if that was happening in North Korea, no one has the free will to speak up and be like... I, I don't like that. It doesn't make me comfortable. It doesn't make me feel safe in a way, but we do. And that enough is a lot of power because I I can't imagine a world where I couldn't speak up about something that I didn't like, where I especially didn't feel comfortable or even safe. Last year, when the pandemic began, began and lockdown had just first started, the news of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and many more had not just struck America, but it struck the world. The world was also grieving with us in those ways and that's why i'm saying with as when you grow as a community and you bond over these special interests or wanting to adjust issues you grow together and make everyone stronger the whole thing is just not tearing others down it's building us up so we can get stronger and get what we want fixed and live in a society where we feel comfortable and not have to think about these things anymore I attended a Black Lives Matter March last year and was able to protest. I made continuous donations and I spread the word. As a 17-year-old girl, there's only so much I can do, but both my parents and most of, most of my family members, like, they're all immigrants. Although I or my family is not Black and I will never understand how it feels to be that in that position, especially during times like these, I still stood with them because I am a minority and we shouldn't be tearing each other down, rather instead, we should be building each other up. As a citizen, I use my First Amendment right, and I use my freedom of speech and the freedom to assemble peacefully. We may change, and it didn't happen overnight, but we may change throughout the months. I feel like this kind of situation, this event that happened last year shows how much power citizens really do have. We protested across the country, like it wasn't just in one specific place. And I think that's really important to understand because this generation, the ones that were born from like, 1998 to maybe 2004, like we're all growing up starting our lives now, about to graduate high school or going to college, graduating college. We're starting our lives and we're entering the real world now, and we're facing things like you know, firsthand, not from our parents' point of view or someone else's point of view. So, there's a lot of things that we're all going to disagree on, and we're going to be like I don't like this and I'm comfortable with this and we now have the opportunity like an even louder voice the bigger voice to speak out on things and be like this isn't fair and it's even like little things where like I said in the beginning with the whole HOA thing like it could be the littlest thing as long as you get your voice heard because at the end of the day it's your life and how you live it and then that's how you also grow a community, you grow a bond, and you grow a trust system with people around you because you share that common interest, you share that want to address these issues. And I think it's also really important for this generation and the next generation to understand that a lot of the things that have happened in America's past is because things just stayed the same because we they normalized it and sometimes normalizing, normalizing something doesn't mean it's good it's just something that you grow familiar with and you're just like this is how it's always been and I think now as this generation generations going older we're kind of understanding that normalizing everything is not okay and that some things do need to be changed and now you have a voice to do those things but it's also understanding that you could use this power to your advantage but try not to abuse it um, like I said there's America will always be split in half with someone saying this is right and someone saying this is wrong There's always going to be a disagreement somewhere and I think it's so important to understand That you have a lot of power Although it does not feel like it because you're not in the Supreme Court or something But you have a lot of power and you have a lot of impact on not just yourself but those around you and things that are going on will not just affect your neighbor but they affect you in the future whether or not you think it's going to happen or not because we're all living under the same nation and under the same rules and it's also important for us to understand that we shouldn't be taking this for granted like when you look at north korea or like a dictator run country or communist country like you realize how good you have it here china just came out with something talking about people under the age of 18 are limited to like one hour on weekends of video games and they're limiting your your private life and that feels probably very belittling and like you're not living. So I think it's very- like if you do that in America, if you have that happen to you, you're probably going to speak out and be like, well I don't like that. You can't do that. It's my private life. People in China, they can't do that. People in North Korea, they can't do that. They can't speak out or else they get in trouble. And I think it's so important for us to realize that how good we have it and that we could honestly, with the power and the community that we can build, we could change something like that and we could make our voices heard. Thanks for listening to another episode of Civics and Econ 101. I'm your host, Camilla Seiss, and I will see you on the next episode.